welcome back to the Courtside with Kurt podcast and video series on Facebook. Thanks for joining me again, Kurt. Thanks, Brendan. I'm Brendan Curry, the digital editor of the Standard Times, and today we're sitting down to talk about uh, a fire uh, last Thursday night. Uh, this uh, Right now it's uh, Wednesday, October 4th, and so this uh, fire was last week at the corner of uh, North Front Street and uh, Tallman Street. Uh, the actual address is 314 North Front Street, mm-hmm. and uh, there was a, a fire that uh, you recently uh, covered the dangerousness hearing for Brad D. Westgate, who's been uh, accused of setting the fire. I did, and that was uh, Monday in uh, New Bedford District Court. Uh, Judge uh, Shakansky uh, found him a danger, um, also determined that there were there are no other uh, ways to protect the public um, from him than uh, detainment. Um, the defense had wanted a GPS bracelet and uh, some bail. The judge decided no, detainment. So now the um, state can hold him for up to 120 days. Um, he has uh, been determined to be a danger, and tomorrow his uh, co-defendant, uh, Rose Bowman of New Bedford, um, is uh, will be in New Bedford District Court for her dangerousness hearing. Both are charged with arson. That is the only charge against them. Um, they're... There is an undisclosed pre-medical condition for Ms. Bowman that uh, caused her to be in the hospital beginning Thursday night. As of Monday afternoon, she was still in the hospital, the hospital being St. Luke's, um, and arrangements were made for her to uh, be arraigned Monday uh, at the hospital. She is uh, she is expected to be in the Bedford District Court tomorrow for her uh, her own dangerousness hearing. Um, at Monday's dangerousness hearing for Mr. Westgate, the prosecutor uh, mentioned new evidence, uh, and that is surveillance video. There is an an awful lot of surveillance uh, cameras in that area. Um, According to the prosecutor, um, the surveillance video shows Mr. Westgate getting out of his truck, um, holding a container in his hand, uh, walking to the six-family home at 314 North Front Street. Uh, then he goes out of sight on the surveillance camera, and then he is seen running away. Um, now, a witness in the court documents uh, found a clear plastic container uh, engulfed in flames in the back stairwell. The witness tried to open the door, and the container collapsed in the fire spread in the hallway so that's our lesson everyone out there you see something burn and call the fire department first because uh, who knows could have gone a little bit differently uh, if you'd made a little different decision there you're absolutely obviously just trying to help out i don't think he was uh, any ill will there but uh when in doubt call the fire department absolutely right um so we'll back up a little bit um okay so uh according to the police this mm-hmm. uh was initiated by a couple of drug deals gone bad. That is correct. Um, that uh, Brad D. Westgate, he's 39 of East Freetown, and uh, Rose Bowman, she's 33 of New Bedford, mm-hmm. uh, had on uh, a couple of different uh, attempts to buy drugs, uh, and they had been ripped off of $60 and $20. So we're talking $80 total. That is correct. And that they had, uh, I believe the, the term that was used was an axe to grind. 
that is what the judge that is how the judge described it Monday after uh, Mr. Westgate's dangerousness hearing. Um, the uh, according to the court documents and in police interviews with uh, uh, Ms. Bowman, uh, she said that she went to the house uh, to buy drugs and was robbed. Was robbed of sixty dollars, and that later that same day. Um, Mr. Westgate went to the house and was robbed also, this time of $20. Uh, Coincidentally, when I was at the scene on Friday morning, which is hours after the uh, fire, uh, I spoke to several neighbors who um, characterized that house as a drug house. Uh, They also said that uh, they have seen an awful lot of foot traffic coming in and out of the house. Now, it is a six-family house, so that you don't know. It might not be some of the uh, apartments is, are used for drugs, and, and some correct. aren't. I know I've seen some several Facebook comments about a, possibly a family on the third floor that was unrelated. And, mm-hmm. you know, so there certainly could be mm-hmm. um, some apartments there used for that uh, nefarious activity and some not. Mm-hmm. Um, but it definitely doesn't, uh, you know, and it is uh, North Front Street, which we know is not necessarily the best neighborhood in the, uh, in the city. That's absolutely correct. And uh, we do want to mention this this fire. This was the one, again, uh, at uh, North Front Street in Tallman, not to be confused with another terrible fire on Brock Avenue. Uh, that was on Tuesday. Um, and that uh, unfortunately results in the death of a few animals. And then uh, it's not believed also to be connected to the 8 to 10 or so arson cases from across the North End over the last year or so. Over the, I think they date back to the summer. Um, the total is between 8 to 10 um they are in the those small arson fires are in the near north end um uh in three of the cases some type of device was left on the windowsill the fire was in the window area um and uh from what i understand this fire on north front front street is um separate from the isolated isolated and uh, certainly could have been very, very dangerous, though. I mean, it was, it was a bad fire. The house suffered $200,000 in damage. And then a neighboring house, a three-decker at 32 Tallman Street, suffered $30,000. So $230,000 worth of damage. And uh, six families that uh, were out on the streets, you know, they and were... Actually, more than that, too, when I was there Friday, um, the... Uh, families um, on the house at 32 Tallman Street, which is right next door, they uh, the power had to be cut off to that house oh, wow. as well. So, so they were out on the street. Um, when I went, uh, as I was at the scene, the all the aluminum siding on the side of the house, close to uh, 314 North Front Street, had buckled. Um, there were holes in the uh, in the in the in the uh, shingles on the roof. There were the entire driveway was just covered in um, in shingles. Um, and one of the neighbors that I talked to said that it just was very sad. The um, people who lived at three one four North Front Street were just concerned about their valuables, and they remained in their cars overnight uh, because they wanted to be close to to their possessions. 
all the things that you you don't think of what you'll do when uh, your house burns down. Then all of a sudden you're in that situation. Yeah. You got to deal with it and uh, come up with uh, solutions right on on the spot. There, creative and, ways to, and, I guess, and, protect your things. And we should not move off this. It just occurred to me now. In our prep, we didn't uh, mention it, but the, there were four firefighters who acted courageously. Absolutely, in this fire, um, that they put the ladder up, uh, and um, they went up to the top of the um, uh, top of the uh, house at three one four North Front Street, and they brought down a, a gentleman who was in the attic and escaped the fire through a st- uh, a, a skylight. Uh, he was on the roof of the, of the of 314 North Front Street when they arrived, and they brought him down. I spoke to uh, Fire Chief Michael Gomes, and he said that he is putting all four firefighters in for uh, commendations. Spectacular job by them, as they Absolutely. often do at all the fires. Uh, same thing at Brock Avenue. I mean, yep. they were, we mentioned the, the pets that didn't make it out, but there were some that they were able to, to save, and then they did a valiant effort trying to save the ones that they couldn't. And just, yeah, every time there's a fire, you can know that uh, New Bedford uh, Fire Department will uh, show up as quickly as they can, uh, no matter what their hurdles are. We don't have to get into all those, but uh, mm. uh, they obviously do a heroic job, and uh, we want to thank them. I could not have, I cannot agree more with you. They are just an outstanding uh, fire department. So uh, so he had his dangerousness here. This is uh, Mr. Westgate. Yep. And uh, so he's charged with arson. Mm-hmm. Um, I, one thing that I know a couple of people had, had asked me about was, uh, you know, he set a fire to a house. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, at that hearing, they even, uh, I believe it was, uh, mm-hmm. was it the prosecutor? That is correct. Who said that he could be facing 10 charges of murder right now if people hadn't been able to get out. That is correct. Um, so is it possible that they could have charged him with attempted murder? I'm I'm not a lawyer. I I can't answer. I cannot answer that. Um, I my uh, <laughs> my reporter's knowledge of law uh, says to me that you have to prove intent, uh, but not knowing the elements of attempted murder. Uh, um, so it's I, possible they would have needed to have something that led them to think that he actually wanted people to die. As opposed to just scaring people or hurt, damaging their property, or you know, kind of to make that leap. Uh, prosecutors always charge the letter of the law. Um, prosecutors everywhere charge the letter of the law. I think they would have brought that charge had they felt it fit. I'm sorry, so, uh, but I cannot answer that question. It, I just wanted to, to muse about, I guess. That's right. So, <laughs> so, uh, so Miss Bowman will be having her dangerousness hearing uh, tomorrow, Thursday. That'll be October fifth. Correct. And then uh, Mr. Westgate is due back in court October thirty first. That is correct. And yes. uh, what, what will be happening at that point? Uh, given the severity of this case, I do not think it's a district court case. Uh, I think it'll find its way either through an indictment or a probable cause hearing, most likely an indictment um, to the uh, superior court level where the penalties are much greater. And he was also out on bail on a pending Correct. gun case in mm-hmm. uh, Fall River District Court, mm-hmm. and his bail has been revoked there. It, uh, his defense attorney said there was some question about whether the firearm firearms. There was no uh, clarification of whether it was one or more than one uh, was workable. Uh, her contention was that the guns were not workable, and that will uh, produce a favorable result for him. But either way, uh, he either is way, in custody. He, did, he is in custody, and the judge revoked his bail on that charge. 
And uh, his defense attorney had also been arguing to release him, I believe, with a GPS bracelet. That's correct. And on $1,000 cash bail, but the judge obviously uh, did not agree with that. In a dangerousness hearing, the uh, prosecution has to prove two things. One is that the person is a danger, and then two, it's a two-prong situation. They have to prove that there is no other uh, remedy to keep the public safe than uh, detainment. And that's obviously what uh, Judge uh, Edward uh, Sharkansky decided. Yes. All right. So, well, uh, anything else you wanted to add about this no, case, Kurt? No, I, I think we're, we're good. All right. Once again, uh, great job by the New Bedford Fire Department, as Extremely. always. And uh, hopefully we'll uh, be, well, not hopefully, but we will be following this case as it mm-hmm. goes along. I'm sure you'll be in court a few times here, Kurt. And uh, thanks for joining me again. Thank you, Brenda, very much.